0: Hi guys, welcome back. Um, In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how to bounce back from failure. Yay, yay! So
1: We're going to go all psychiatrists and sociologists (laughs) and all that stuff, and we do not have any degrees in any of them.
0: No degrees.
1: But take our word for it, because we we are self-proclaimed professionals.
0: Yeah, I'd say so.
1: I'd say five stars. Two thumbs up.
0: Maybe That's what Maybe one and a half, though.
1: Ah, I'm going for the whole boat. Okay. Yeah. I
0: mean, that works, too. You can't
1: pump yourself up. You can't be your own hype man. You might as well get out the game.
0: <laughs> right. So, do you want to start? Sure. Okay.
1: So, you know, I, I think it's interesting in my uh, time on this earth that Failure has been kind of diminished, mm-hmm. and the idea of failure has been kind of um, talked about so much that it's become numb or a numbing, a numbing um, response to the idea of failure. And sometimes, uh, when you get to a point where you are numb to or have a numb response to failure you begin to expect failure not to happen yeah you know it's kind of like telling someone i love you um and telling everybody i love you but you really don't mean it It just becomes a word um i I think that's the same thing that's happened with failure you got a lot of motivational speakers out there that talk about failure because it is so 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 important yeah. in life.
0: Yeah. You have to fail.
1: You absolutely have to fail. Like
0: there's no way around it.
1: I I believe that most of your life should be failure.
0: Yeah, cuz otherwise you won't grow. You won't learn anything. If if you're not
1: failing. And and you can't be protected because right. those who protect you leave.
0: Right.
1: Whether it's through natural attrition of life mm-hmm. or through some other means they they leave and you you're in an environment where you have to understand that environment. And so I always thought it was interesting to to have a conversation about this concept or idea of failure because of the the way you use it, the phrase or the way you use it is so loose and so uh, numbing. But failure, obviously, um, if you ask anybody, is failure necessary, they they will tell you yes. And they yeah. will also tell you yes because you don't learn or grow from it. Right. But there's an inactivity to that, to that right? Mm-hmm. Because you go out there and you're not ever looking to fail. Right. Nobody's ever looking to fail. Nobody ever goes out and plays a game or gets on the track and say, man, I'm going to fail today. Right. And if you do, you've already you already failed yourself. Right. Right.
0: It's not like you're looking forward to failure. It's just like you know it's going to come at some point in time.
1: And it should. Yeah. Right? Because in in life, no one no one person is better at or is good at everything. Right. Right? And so you can you can actually tie all of this in to everything that's going on. In life, not just current events, but past events and future events, too. Right. You know, it's amazing to me how you can take a a guy, let's say Michael Jordan, shout out to MJ, um, and look at his story Mm -hmm. growing up and really not see his failures when he becomes this superstar athlete. Right. Right. He has a lot of failures in that still. Mm -hmm. And he still has some failures today, Right. you know, with former teammates and all of those things that, that are coming out, talking, saying that that's not really as accurate of a story as they they recall it, you right. know, with, the for the, for, with that documentary, you know, and stuff like that. There's some failures in that. The one important thing I think is if you fail – It's one thing to fail yourself. Yeah. But it's another thing to fail someone else. Yeah. Because it is totally a different thing. Now, the growth is the same. Right. But there's an atonement piece that comes with it. Mm -hmm. That if I fail you, I have to atone for that. Like I have to make it right. Right. Whatever that failure is. And then the person receiving that, I think, has to understand that you're trying to make it right and be on a path to either helping you make it right mm-hmm. or just forgiving that failure. Right. I think all of that's interesting mm-hmm. because when you move in life and you come to a bump, which uh, people say that, that that's failure, you have to decide which way you want to move.
0: Yeah.
1: You know... You, I
0: feel like with every every failure you have two options to push it aside and like like to grow from it or to just like be angry and pout and you know what I mean like just stay stagnant and still be upset and mope over that failure you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I know a lot of people especially like in athletics that like get to a certain point in their career and they're just like well I don't know what to do now like I'm not the best anymore I messed up in this one game and like they're they're dreading that one game or that one race or that forever. And I'm like, how are you supposed to grow if you just take what you did wrong out of that game, you know, and move on or whatever. And they they can't there's people just can't move past failures. So like they've never failed in life. So they don't know how to how to handle it when they do fail. You know what I mean?
1: It's I do know what you mean exactly. I guess my question would be, what if you failed because you're just not good at that?
0: Right. And that's that's genuine like some people just aren't good at. It. For me, I know that I probably will never ever again play basketball cuz I was not the greatest at mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like scoring in another team's basket is kind of a fail on my part. You know what I mean? Like,
1: it, it was it was ugly. I was there.
0: Yeah. It was twice. ugly.
1: Twice and I didn't I just couldn't understand why you couldn't understand that that, that was the wrong basket.
0: I, I I it was just a fail on my part. That
1: was a clumsy fail too. I mean, it was It was epic. like we
0: just switched at halftime, you know, so I'm still thinking like, "Oh, that's my basket. That's my basket." Right. Knowing that it's not my basket.
1: Yeah, and and people are looking at me as a parent like, "When is she gonna get it right?" <laughs> like, mm. and not get that right. No. We we can have a conversation later. Yeah, that can't next guarantee year, it won't happen again.
0: Yeah, that next year I didn't play.
1: No, like, it was bad. It
0: was, it was bad. bad,
1: and that's the first time I, I think that uh, in pushing you guys, I would have said don't play
0: yeah
1: because that ain't for you
0: it wasn't it's okay yeah i found what i was i found what i was good
1: at you i agree i agree
0: everyone has their what what
1: if you fail at something that you're good at and find out that you're there's aspects of that that you're not good at because there's there's different things in track for example yeah um um, and even in a sprint, there are different things oh, in there's that. There's
0: definitely things that I know I'm not good at that I fail at in each race.
1: So the question is, how do you deal with that? Because
0: I feel like that at that point, you just have to work with your strong suits. You know what I mean? Like for me, like, I'm okay. I can run a 100, you know what I mean? But my start is not like I fail at my start. And I feel like if I worked really hard on it, I could probably improve it but it'd never be as good as a original 100 meter sprinter would be. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I personally don't have that like get up for that start like a 100 meter sprinter. No matter how much I know how no matter how good of a sprinter I am, I just don't have that. And for the 400, there's things that I I fill in the 400 like my last 50 meters I struggle with and I have but that's just like most of it is a mental game. Mm-hmm. I think that's my hardest part about that. I get that to get over in track for me right now is my mental game the last the ending of my races. It's probably my hardest part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you look at, you look at the common athlete or person, mm-hmm. and the hardest thing that you can come to grips with. Especially if you feel like or have been praised for a long time or most of your life with uh, the ability to do things Mm -hmm. is understanding that within that, that ball of goodness that people have been praising you for, that there's little bits of imperfection, little bits of failure that's in there that you may not ever be able to get right. Right. And then you look at someone who's standing next to you who you may be battling for whatever,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they got that right. Right. You know, and you're like, gosh, dog, man, why can't I get that right?
0: It is very frustrating the feeling of, like, knowing somebody else has what exactly what you need, especially, like, in a race. Mm-hmm. For me, like, if I could have the extra gear or the extra inch or the extra – you know, whatever, at the end of my race, mm-hmm. what kind of athlete would I be compared to somebody who has it, but they don't have a part that I have? You know what I mean? Like, my start for my 400 is amazing. You know, like, I'm very good at starting my 400. I get through the first 200, like, exactly where I need to be. That last 50 meters, I'm not the greatest at, but I know so many people who don't have that start, but have that finish.
1: Right.
0: So, like... I feel like the feeling. It's just a frustrating feeling.
1: Yeah, I and that's that's a life feeling when yeah. you, when you you know for those who are mathematicians and you got all these math problems out there and you feel like you're that close and yet somebody else comes right. in right or gets like it.
0: like the people who are trying to find like cure cancer or they're so close and then one little thing goes
1: wrong. Yeah, or you know, and everything's down to the the very small details Mm -hmm. and there's the key component in that whole thing, I think is identifying your failures early. Yeah. You know, trusting someone to help you identify those, those failures early, finding a mentor within that whole scape of things to be honest with you. When he sees you falling into that, or she sees you falling into that space where, you're going to struggle, right. you know, uh, I would I would have them subject you to the struggle and be there to pull you out or guide you through it. Right. You know, I, I just don't, from a parenting standpoint, and I know we're a little all over the place, but from a parenting standpoint, the struggle needs to happen in order for folks to understand a path. Right, and we could talk about a, a general work called growth and learning from it, but it's truly a path that they need to go down. Right? Yeah. You're not. You could either go forward or digress, but what motivates you to get, to pick yourself back up and go forward?
0: Right.
1: Is is what makes you a strong person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and there's different levels of strength but makes you a strong person. And so I think that in order to comfortably allow someone to fail, you have to trust that you've given them enough to deal with the failure. Right. You know, and that's why it's important to tell your kids no most of the time. And that's why it's important to, to humble your kids. If you are a person of means that's as important to make sure that your kids understand that you are blessed to be they are blessed to be in their environment if they have more than others if they're loved more than someone who doesn't have a family or dealing with a a foster care situation yeah. or something like that but you have to make sure kids understand and see the plight of others so that they could articulate mm-hmm. and internalize that and feel responsible For being a better person, yeah, but also feel blessed for being who they are. And I think that is the the recipe for a stronger person, a person who really wants to drive society into the positive Mm -hmm. instead of pitting people against one another so that they may gain or they may continue to gain. So so failure encompasses a lot of things, and it it be it begets all of us, and can be a sore spot in the middle mm-hmm. of a lot of different things. Yeah, no, I agree with that
0: 100.
1: And it it really, if you look at failure, it's interesting how when when people fail, you can really see their insecurities. Oh yeah. You can totally see that.
0: No matter how big or small the fail is. Exactly. You can see where they struggle. And you can
1: see also what kind of support system they have. Yeah. Right? Because those guys, they have a pretty solid support system. Their failure encompasses them for a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Now, you've got outliers, I think, there that folks can bring themselves out of it. They don't need you to bring them out of it. Yeah, but for the most part, those folks that don't have a support system or their support system is is pretty shaky. It typically takes a minute for for them to be pulled out of that that failure, right. that self doubt situation.
0: And some people don't come out of that.
1: Some people like we don't know
0: people who like every little thing that happens to them. Is it has to have a reaction, you know, mm-hmm. and like. It's the point where if they don't pass a test the way they wanted to pass, like if they got a B instead of an A or didn't get the the raise that they wanted or didn't get the amount of, like, they're just angry people. You know what I mean? And it's just, like, not – it's unhealthy to be
1: like that. I think it's – it is unhealthy to be that way, but it's my hope – would be that they could find a, an outlet to be able to manage that because that can eat you up. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that, that can lead to a lot of stuff. And I, I, I will say again, that I am no clinical person. And if anybody's dealing with any of that stuff, please seek out help so that yeah, you could, you could definitely find people that, that are willing to help and, and start with, somebody, you know, and trust, um, just to, for some guidance and hopefully they, they love you enough to guide you down the right path. If you can't, uh, afford a, uh, clinician or, or something like that, but, but don't let it go too far. Allow yourself to be beautiful, to be wonderful, to be who you want to be every day of your life, because every breath that you have Warns you to have the best quality of life a human could possibly have. So please get out there and 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 talk to someone and or talk to a professional, anybody that can really help you that you trust, that could guide you in the right the right direction.
0: Yeah, no, it's serious. I always, I definitely think that talking to somebody you trust is a big deal. But they always say like, what is that saying? Like, strangers. Something about I don't know, really it's like basically like talking to strangers the best way to go because they don't really know you.
1: Yeah. Kind of well if they if they give you the time of day. True. You know, in, in today's society, folks, it's hard to find someone that'll listen because they're listen so overly consumed by their day, by their world. Yeah. And and I think this is why we're in a state that we're in, is if I actively and consciously didn't overlook you as a person or as a blob on the street Mm -hmm. just to get to my destination and figure out what's best for my life. So if I pause to, to know who you are, to see who you are, to hear where you are, then I think we drive, everybody drives this place, this wonderful place we call the United States and any other uh, forward-thinking country in the right direction because yeah. it doesn't matter who leads you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who guides you. That should not matter.
0: Right.
1: What matters is can you connect with the person next to you, in front of you, behind you, above you, below you, on such a human level that they always – see you they have no choice to see you and if we all saw each other we took the time to see each other we wouldn't have problems right we may not get along
0: right
1: but We're we don't have problems. that's right
0: that's funny because that really reminds me of my job like the people at my job that i work for is just like there are some people who literally just don't care about you you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they, they just don't care they don't care. As long as you're doing something for them, they that's the only time they'll care. And they you might get a thank you every here and now, Like now and then. But there are some people who legit like want to know how you're doing, what's new updates in your life. Every time they come in, every time you see them, they want to see how they can help you, like how you can help them and they can help you. Like, and those mm-hmm. are the kind of people that you can tell, like. I feel like there's two different people in life, like the people who grow from their failure and the people who are like stagnant. You know, like they mm-hmm. they hit a point in their life where they just like, have to be nasty people because because they didn't grow. They didn't learn that, like, change is good mm-hmm. kind of thing. And you definitely see that at the club that we're the
1: the, the, of course. The problem with the stagnant person is they're valued for the wrong reasons. Right. And so they don't see that they have flaws. They don't see that they have failures in order to grow. Right. And so those, those folks in my mind just needs to be, they, they'll eventually be touched a different way to see, yeah. because once something
0: again, something crazy will have to happen in life for them to be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what
1: yeah. I mean?
0: Like, Something something like traumatic has to happen for them to realize like maybe I shouldn't be this
1: way. Or somebody who has more respect comes in and puts them in their place. Right. You know, right. look, you're here. I get it, the same reasons why we're all here. Yeah. But that doesn't give you any right to treat mm-hmm. anybody, no matter where they're from, differently right. or wrong. Mm-hmm. You have no right. And if you continue to do that. You've got to go.
0: Yeah, because not like we're any less human than they are, and that's how they treat. I feel like that's definitely how they treat people who they don't respect. It's like they're less than human. I like, think like I, their opinions in life doesn't matter. You know what I mean?
1: Well, that may be. The opinions in life may not matter, but I, I feel like there's no one who couldn't identify a human, right? Mm -hmm. Like they all, they all realize that folks are human.
0: Oh yeah.
1: I think what they, what they won't explain to you because they probably didn't, haven't had this articulated to them at all. What they won't explain to you is the social class system Mm -hmm. that they have prejudge you or put you in before they even got to meet you.
0: Right, because you could be on their level and just wanting a job. That's exactly right. Like, like, a lot of people that work for me are super, work for me, work with me, are super, super, like, wealthy. Right. And they just are doing it because they're young and they can. Yeah. Like, they don't have to work at all. They just choose to.
1: They just choose to. And it's just
0: so funny because, like, you don't even know their background. And you're... you
1: don't know anything about them yet. It's the, an uh, eight old adage, don't judge a book by its cover, mm-hmm. that many, many prominent people have used, many well-respected people uh, in in all different um, decades have used to motivate people and encourage people to look at people for people. Those That, that saying carries so much weight, and yet when we're walking down the street and we see blobs of people on the street because we're so overly consumed with who we are, Mm -hmm. we do judge. We do decide to cross the street. We do talk about that person like they're nothing. We do, you know, but the one thing that makes us feel good is if we can throw money at it. If we go on a mission trip. if we do some of those things that we say we give back to. Yeah, but that doesn't humanize that person. Right. When you throw money at folks and you don't understand them you just want to feel good because your money you got money and throw it at it right that that is not the same as getting to know folks that are different from you right their stories are uh wonderful and i think
0: that's why i love meeting new people
1: well (laughs) i've never i've never not had a friend we know. know, We (laughs) We know. (laughs) Yeah, we we get to going in grocery stores and stuff like that, and there's always something, some commonality between me and and somebody else. The newest
0: stranger.
1: Yeah, man. Shoot, you never know. Mm -hmm. I, I love a good conversation anyway.
0: Yeah, we know.
1: You can talk for hours. I would say minutes more than hours. You know, now it could be 59 minutes. But it's not an hour. Not technically.
0: 120 minutes, I can see that.
1: That's two hours.
0: I know exactly what it
1: is, but you said (laughs) you're insane in minutes and not hours. (laughs) No, because once you get over 60, then it's then hours.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. In in the, the most literal sense possible. Okay. So.
0: No, but I definitely... I think that we should go into speaking about some failures that we grew from like throughout our
1: lives. Certainly. Well, um, so as a kid for me, uh, growing up, um, one of the failures that I had was trying to fit into an environment that, um, really wasn't an environment that would ever really accept me fitting into that environment. Yeah,
0: that You know, good. and
1: I I I always knew it, but people genuinely liked me and invited me to things and and genuinely wanted to know me and that I think was mistaken for me being a part of the group. Yeah. I right. That. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the guy that always had less than everybody. Yeah. I was a guy that uh, wasn't very confident in what he was saying. Yeah. I was a guy that um, physically I was cool. Yeah. You know, I was fine. And, but I was the, I was the mysterious guy, you know? Right. And, and so that to me, led to i wouldn't say a little shyness mm-hmm. but it certainly it certainly wasn't something that i was actually happy about right you know it wasn't it wasn't like i was running around saying my mom's a janitor you know yeah. it wasn't like my dad's a butcher you know those jobs hanging around some of the other folks you know when their dads are lawyers and and they're living and some of these other houses, I didn't know how to accept that as something that was worth accepting for a while. And the one thing though, that I had that I appreciated more than anything, and I knew it was love. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I went into some of these other homes, the kids barely saw their parents. They right. certainly didn't tell each other that they loved them.
0: Yeah, and I have people I know that don't do that to
1: this day. Well, and they don't care to even affectionately express that. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until I was older that I realized a little older, I mean it didn't take me
0: too long. Too
1: long. Yeah. That I I was actually more fortunate than those folks that had money. Yeah. And they genuinely wanted to be around me because they knew that at least I was loved, that at least
0: they would feel that love off of you. That's exactly right.
1: And so I just, my, my failure was not, not identifying that early. Yeah. You know, not, I mean, and that was, that was a smaller one, but left unchecked. I wouldn't have been able to represent who I am in my family appropriately, which is, which is one of the most devastating things you could ever do. Yeah. You know, I I look at myself um, sometimes and I say, how dare you? How dare you not appreciate the things that people do for you? How dare you not appreciate the love and overly so that you've always received from the moment that you step in that door every day to the moment that you leave? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. It's, it doesn't matter what you've done. What matters is you've got a heart that's connected to someone or somebody's mm-hmm. that truly beats on the same wavelength. So how dare you? Right. You know, I beat, as an adult, I beat myself up sometimes with that. Because so, people say all the time, you can't bring the past back so And you can't live in the past, so you should have no regret, right? Right. Well, I don't regret stop playing football. I don't regret having kids early. I don't regret um, most everything in my life. Right. Because those things that you could show regret for in, in my space didn't define who I am. Who I was and who I am, right? right? But any opportunity that I get that I should have gotten then was only a testament to the people that love me. Mm -hmm. That the people, to the people that kept me out of trouble as a black boy who could have easily gone the wrong way. Mm -hmm. To the people that fed me, who worked their butts off to put a roof over my head. Work their butts off to to just provide the intangibles right. to me. And, and in an earlier segment, I, we talked about my mom uh, helping me with math, and I <laughs> it was a it was a, it was jacked up. It was bad, right? But the joy I felt and how proud I was of my mom for at least taking the time.
0: To sit down and help me. To you. sit down and help yeah.
1: me. I mean, I can still remember that. There's a lot of things in my childhood I don't remember. And I don't know if that was a, a force blocking or not. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing that I thought, and I still think of to this day, favorable. It was a failure. <laughs> <laughs> it was a failure at all parts. But, oh my gosh, the smile on her face um, just lit me up. Yeah. And and so, if I have any regrets, is that moving past that, just a few short years past that, almost allowing myself to not appreciate that. Right. You know the that that's the biggest failure that I think I could or regret.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, for me.
0: Um. I think my failure, one of my failures, like a personal failure, I think is how I allow people to be my friends so fast. Does that make sense? Like, like from being a little kid, I've gone through so many people who are like, my friends, now they're not my friends, and they're my best friend, and they're not my best friend, you know? And I feel like I just didn't really take the time to know the person as fully as I should have got to know them before I'm like, oh, this is my best friend. You know, I'm going to hang out with you all the time, waste my time being your friend. And then, like, now all of a sudden you don't like me. And and then, like, then there's drama. And it was only really with girls. Like, all my friends that are guys growing up are still my friends today. You know, but, like, I think my problem was, like, I didn't allow myself to find a good group of, like, girls that were my friends because of the fact that I was like oh well they don't like me now you know like it, it was always drama or there was always something so I think I, I feel like I failed myself in the fact that just like I didn't allow myself to be to like really find out who my friends were until later on and then I always felt like oh well, now I have to try to fit in with this group of girls or like hang out with these group of girls even like in reality I didn't really want to you know, I just wanted to fit in with the the group of girls I was going to go hang out tonight or going – they were on the volleyball team or they were also athletes. And I am, like, I'm not really that kind of girl anyways. But I wanted to fit in with the girls that everybody wanted to fit in with. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was one of my – especially through high school. Like, now I don't really care. Like, it's not a thing anymore. But, like, I think I failed myself in that aspect of just not really knowing who I was enough to – know who i wanted my friends to be
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know so i think that was my bigger biggest failure not that i regret it or anything just because it was a stepping stone in my life to be like oh now look back and i'm like what were you doing keegan like that's not who you are but i also look back and i'm like dang i could have potentially still been their friend today if I allowed myself to be wanna be their friend, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people I could be friends with today that I'm choose that I choose not to be friends with because like of whatever happened when we were in middle school or mm-hmm. in high school and stuff and I think that's a failure on my part just because like I shouldn't have just judged you know, whatever, catty drama.
1: But that's how girls are. <laughs> you know, people grow together and they grow apart all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: And when you're young, um, those are the years where you get to decide who you want to be. And you will have more failures with people oh, yeah. because you just don't know. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. The The biggest thing that I struggle with in, in just trying to rectify failures and and identify potential failures and all that so I can rectify it is making sure that what I do is genuine yeah you know if I come at you and I tell you I'm sorry like I'm ready to say it I'm genuinely ready to say it
0: right I mean it
1: and I absolutely mean it and I, th- I feel like some people say sorry because, you know, my it's mom what you're supposed to do. is what you're supposed to do. And my mom said I should. Mm-hmm. And they don't really
0: yeah,
1: mean bad. that. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, if we go a little deeper now, I think that's the problem with church. Right. Is you can repent at church. You can ask for forgi- forgiveness uh, with God. And and that's it. You're 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 forgiven.
0: Yeah.
1: But it says nothing or those f- people say nothing about the people that they hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. The, so I think it sets itself up for hate if it's unchecked, yeah. if you don't have someone who's directing you the right way in the word. You can go to church on Sundays. You can donate your time to church. You can do all of that stuff and be the biggest crook and the worst person ever, you know, to the people that you're supposed to serve. Right. You are supposed to serve your neighbors. You're not supposed to be serving yourself. You know, that we're not in this world to serve ourselves. And I think that's right, where we're not supposed
0: to be selfish stingy people. Like we are today. We're not.
1: And we certainly aren't supposed to be little and put people down yeah. and treat them less than human. That is, yeah. there is not the way in yeah. anybody's uh, religion. Yeah. No. You know? So that's what those people, yeah, those people that, that do that um, seem to be, and this is generalizing, but yeah. they seem to be, in church on Sunday, they go to Bible school, they are the the drama teacher in, in dramas. They are, um, I don't know, they're all those people who show their faces all the time and everybody knows them. And, and at church they probably think they're the, the greatest thing since sliced bread, but in their work life they're they're not right
0: in their everyday street life.
1: Everyday street life they're not right and and they they seem protected. Mm-hmm. You know, they feel protected because they can quote a Bible verse. So I struggle with that one. I also struggle with um, you know, you got folks like judges, for example. They're there to preside over a a case. Mm-hmm. But truly, they're judging, right? They judge you coming in. They judge what kind of person you are, how you carry yourself. And that really is a predetermined thing when it comes down to what the the final thing is. I don't really care what the law is, you know, because I've sat in in courtrooms for 15 years, you know, on different cases Mm -hmm. and different things like that. And you totally see
0: yeah. And it, that's definitely the fail on their part. That's de- you know?
1: But those people, because of who they are and what they represent on a daily basis, they have a problem seeing that failure. And I'm not I'm not saying everybody that goes to church and I'm not saying every judge. So I want to make that perfectly clear. I'm just saying that. Oh, there are folks out there that need to be uh, cross-checked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and cross check is me taking a different meaning with that. Meaning your peers that are on your level who see what you're doing need to check you. Yeah. They need to they need to hold you accountable
0: before your fail becomes reality. That's right. Know? And it
1: can affect somebody in such a dramatic way. Yeah. And so that that's what I mean by that. But it the, I have issues with those and it, and it seems like the power role is worse um but failure failure can failure can do crazy things to people and and not identifying your failures can do even worse
0: yeah i think another one of my failures was junior olympics in freaking kansas lawrence kansas Mm -hmm. right is where we were When my four by four team was ranked to place at nationals and we were fine. Like the team was fine and the weather was just really crappy. The one day we were like the one day that we were going to run the four by four, it was perfect weather. Like it was, it was not perfect. Like it was obviously super hot. It was a lot better. It was, it wasn't thunderstorming the whole time. Like the other couple days and my team is literally so top eight go to finals and we replaced eighth like but we could run we, we replaced eighth but we could have run faster in the meet before to get our placing like mm-hmm. our placement for this meet and so we're we're pumped like whatever whatever and my teammate is like all of a sudden like acting funny and like we're like what's wrong? What's wrong? She's like, if we make it, then we have to push our vacation. They're going to Florida, her and her family. We have to push our vacation back, blah blah blah, because we have to stay here longer. I'm like, okay, well, then push it back. Like we have a, a, a meet to run in. Like you committed to this, anyways. We're running. Everyone else is doing well. Um. She was our third leg. Ran terrible. Like. Ran, like, just, she just did not run well, whatever. Like, ran, like, a 104, 105, and 15, 16, 400. Like, it, it was, it was just so bad. And we placed ninth in the end. Like, overall, we were ninth overall. It was the worst day ever. Like, that, and it was, like, we placed ninth by, like, point, one oh one of a whatever and i was i was just like it's over it's the end of the world everyone's the whole team's hysterically crying like whatever but like that was like a huge failure for us because we went in like ranked top eight going to literally we could we would have placed we would have been on the podium all americans like so exciting and then we come out like, bare. I would have rather been like twentieth yeah. than been ninth. You know what I mean? Yep. Because at, at least you're like not right there to the point where you're like, oh, I could have had it if this would have been different, mm-hmm. if our handoff was faster, if I would have ran faster. You know? And it was just so bad, and then. I don't know if I've even really talked to the girl since. I was just so upset about it. Yeah. Like, and I just that was just such a big failure for us. And, like, our coaches were upset. Everyone was just so upset. And I was like, nobody could be more upset than I was. I was, <laughs> Mom was trying to take pictures after the meet. I was like, I just want to go home.
1: Yeah, that was rough. It was, it was a rough meet. That was rough. But, I mean, there's a lot of learning in that. Oh, we,
0: we definitely learned. I mean, our team wasn't as good the next year. but no.
1: Oh, folks didn't run.
0: Yeah, we split up. Like, half yeah. of us were still in 15, 16. The other yeah. half were in 17, 18. So,
1: but, it was but just... I mean, you run the race, and sometimes you win by a lot. Sometimes you lose by a small margin. Yeah. But that's the, that's the spirit of competition. Yeah. And the reality of it mm-hmm. is somebody's going to mm-hmm. lose. So, I mean, and that's life. At
0: least we were in second place because we weren't the first losers, so.
1: <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> but
0: technically we were the first losers because we were ninth and they took top eight so
1: well i i think that um when you look at failure um we need to take failure
0: and strive and
1: strides that's yeah. exactly right i mean you can be all upset and serious about it uh, initially, because there's some pain and emotional drama within yourself that you're dealing with. Yeah. But on the whole, I think you got to recognize the blessings that you have to be able to run, to be able to jump, to be able to talk, to be able to move, to be able to do all of those things. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of goodness in that. Um, and so you can bounce back and and you can test yourself again. And, and as a collective group, you can say, I want to do better and get better. Yeah. And there's opportunities for all of that. And so uh, there's blessings in disguise that that folks can can hold on to, and make sure that in the future that they they set themselves up to do better. So that's 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 what we're after. Yeah. You know. So.
0: I feel like that's really big. So with our saying, "Don't be perfect, be great," that like is huge on failure. Absolutely. Because everybody who strives for for perfection fails. That's right. So like you'll never
1: and you don't understand that failure. No. Like you don't understand why you failed. Because right. you're supposed to be perfect. You you don't accept the failure for what it is. You don't flip it and try to really get better. You keep trying the same stuff. And the reality of it is that's not that's not greatness at no. all. You you greatness to achieve greatness comes through many different forms, but you got to practice. Right. You're not born to it. You're not born into greatness. Nobody knows who you are. Right. You know, in, you got to earn that. Life. That's right.
0: Nobody knows who you are until you know who you are. Really. That's right. Once you're confident in your own skin, then you can be great.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, if, if you look at, and this may be a, not the greatest analogy, but um, you look at a Rocky, a Rocky Bob You've seen the yeah. Rocky movies, and some of you may have seen them, and you may have – I mean, you may not have. But you got this no-name, grindy kind of um, hardworking guy who who's willing to do whatever it takes to follow a dream. Got B to to – potatoes and and just kept fighting back and kept fighting back and even through a loss even through a loss there were and failures he kept fighting and then he achieved he achieved greatness by lasting by by pushing through by doing the things that folks didn't think that he would do and then he kept pushing and kept being uh, even more great than what he was, so um he knew he wasn't perfect, he knew he had issues, he knew he had weaknesses, but in the end,
0: he found greatness he found it he did
1: he found it and and i I will tell you that that resides in all of us, yeah, you know, and that's why you developed that saying you know the saying comes from the true essence of people. People survive. We're survivors. We are we adapt. We we move. We we do all the, the things that we need to do. Uh, we sacrifice in order to be great. But some of us miss the mark by trying to do the things that we're not born to do. Trying to do the things that we 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 can't do. And perfection is something we're not born to do and that we can't do. So we we try to do that. And that is our main motivation and our main drive. But if we put that on his head and we try, strive for greatness, then we look at our failures and we say, I'm imperfect. Take me as I am mm-hmm. and watch me grow from this caterpillar to this butterfly. Yeah. Because I'm going to put the work in. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to grind, not because I want to, but because there's something in me that won't allow me not to. Right. You know, I'm that dude that wants to be more than who you think I want to be. You know, so at the very least, if you doubt me, you're doubting the wrong guy. Yeah. Because I'm going to show you.
0: See, my thing about that, like, if you're doubting me, I want to prove you wrong now. I want to show you I'm not who who you think I am. Right. You know? Like, you're. A lot of people are doubting you because they see something that they don't have in you. Does that make sense?
1: Or, or they're jealous of what you got. Yeah. You know, and so they won't give you your credit. Oh man, she ain't really all that good. Right. Or he, you know, he's okay, but you know, if if this situation happened, he wouldn't be half the person that he is. Right. Like. My thing is, I just get excited about folks doing it. You know, man, that's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you realize real soon that folks aren't living their lives for you. You can doubt them all they want or all you want. Mm -hmm. But nobody's living their life for you, nor should they. But you shouldn't live your life doubting people either.
0: Or judging, or
1: judging, or misdirecting, mm-hmm. or guiding people down the wrong uh, paths. I mean, it shucks. If you're a parent, shucks. if you're if you're a person of authority, it is your destiny to lead people down the most positive path that you can go down. Yeah, it's not about you.
0: It's never going to be about you. It's
1: never going to be about not you. when you
0: bring somebody else into the no. World.
1: No, and, and not when you are responsible for a situation.
0: Yeah,
1: You know, that's why a lot of this stuff is hard to swallow. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. The world doesn't evolve around you. And to make this country into a country full of kings and queens and noble people and peasants is not the path of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And so we got to get off our high horse and get back to people. Get back to caring for people and doing for people and genuinely looking at people as an opportunity for good instead of an opportunity to to for them to rob you and to steal from you and 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 cheat you. Right. Like we are better. Good is better than that.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: You know, and and that's when your own flaws and your own self-doubts and your own failures attack you mm-hmm. when you don't allow people the opportunity to be good. And so um, nobody's at nobody's saying that you can't make a mistake. Nobody's saying that you can that you have to be perfect. We're saying learn from your mistakes so you can be great. Practice that. Get rid of all those evils and eels that you have so you give people a chance. So you you chip in You do better. You do more. You teach your kids not to be what you once were. Right. So I, uh, there's a lot of things about this world that I won't understand. I know it. And I'll probably die not understanding those things. But there is one thing that I do understand. And that is good always win. Mm -hmm. Being a good person will always win. That doesn't mean you don't fight for anything.
0: Right. That's like when I say like, slow and steady wins the race. Right. Because like, good might not always be the fastest person there. You know what I mean? Might not always. You're you're not gonna win every single time, but in the end, in the end, like end all be all, whatever. The very end, the good is always gonna
1: yeah take over. You know, you got uh, battles within a war. Yeah. You're not going to win every battle and your strategy is going to have to change from battle to battle,
0: uh-huh.
1: but you're going to win the war.
0: Right.
1: Because you'll you'll find by practicing what you've done and your strategy changing, if help helps suit you. Mm-hmm. That you'll win the war. And that's where greatness comes. From. Those great generals, the great athletes, the great philosophers, the great leaders, the great all that. They didn't have a following.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Until they knew what they were talking about. Right. You know, they didn't have that motivation until they had that drive. And so you have to be willing to break down your walls and identify your failures in order to correct them. Right. And so failures take many different forms, many different shapes, but you got to be able to look your failure in the face and say, hey, I got to do better. I want to do better and challenge yourself to do better. Not by verbally doing it, but with action. Yeah. So there's a lot there. There's a, there's a lot of opportunity, but uh, we, need, we need happiness in this world and we need love in this world and we need giving in this world and we just need people to be people who care. You know, I'm not saying you got to care about someone like you care about your kids or your wife or a husband or any of that.
0: But you feel yourself when you don't care about people like you care about your kids.
1: I would I'm agree not, with that.
0: I'm not saying you have to, to love on them and treat them like they're your actual children. But I'm just saying, like, you need to respect them like you would respect your child or your mom or your dad. You know what I mean?
1: Like, you know, the first thing folks say, <laughs> don't disrespect me. Well, first of all, I don't really know what that means in the grand scheme of things, because there's another loose phrase, you know, trying to represent a word that could be a powerful word. But folks use that because little things, truthful things that you say about them, folks feel like you're disrespecting them. Mm -hmm. I think that everybody deserves to be a human.
0: Yeah.
1: Everybody deserves to have a chance to be good. And everybody deserves to feel safe. Yeah. And when you take that away and dehumanize people, I don't care if you have if you were born in 18, whatever, and and or you were born in 1950s or whatever, but today you still harbor resentment for folks that you don't even know. Like that, that's a that's a rough life for you. And I'd like to think. That karma is not good when it comes back around. So, if you if you feel like you need to 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 be that way, then you need to start thinking about who's going to be with you when you're by yourself. Right. So, this was a good chat. I think that um, we'll we'll continue to bring hopefully some lighter stuff and, and add who we are back into this fold. Um, But that's, that's kind of what the path that we're going to take. And if you have any more suggestions and stuff, we're going to go and keep looking at your, your comments and suggestions. And we're going to keep picking and, and talk about those things. For sure.
0: I just want to say, you know, we always say, don't be perfect. Be great. We want to thank you guys for listening every week and we'll talk to you on our next episode. Bye. Bye.